Praise be to God. We're going to turn our Bibles to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. And we will read from verse 1 onwards. Exodus chapter 3 from verse 1 onwards. Thank you, Jesus. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Verse 3. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. Verse 4. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Verse 5. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Verse 6. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Let's go to verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Verse 8. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land. Bring them up from that land to a good and large land. To a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites, the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Verse 9. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me and have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse 10. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. We'll stop right there as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes of understanding. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to comprehend your word. Lord, open my heart to lock in your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Praise be to God. We are going to go back to verse 1. There are a few things that the Spirit of the Lord wants to speak to our hearts and we are going to go to those specific verses and we're going to see what the Holy Spirit has for us this afternoon. You see Moses here. Moses was doing something. What was he doing? He was taking care of the flock of his father-in-law Jethro and 
Jethro's name is there and Jethro's occupation was there. He was a priest in the land of Midian. And Jethro's flock, Moses is taking and he's leading that flock where? In a place where they can graze and he's coming up to the mountain of God. There's this mountain, which is called the mountain of God, where God appears to God's people. And he's coming to this mountain of God called Horeb. And as he came to the mountain of God, there is something that is happening. Every time we come to the place of God, the Lord has something, but it takes time many times for us to pay attention. And the Lord has to show something very strongly in order to grab our attention. And that's what God did for Moses here. The mountain of God is there, and the presence of God is there. And Moses goes, we don't know how many times he went to that mountain with the same flock and how many times he prayed. We don't know. That could have been even his prayer place. We don't know. Not everything is written there. But we know one thing that he took the flock and he took the flock to this mountain of God, Horeb. And when he went to Horeb, this time something is happening. Something that didn't happen before is happening now. We don't know all the conversations Moses would have had with God in the very same place. All those things are not recorded. But... God is talking to Moses. You had a lot of people there in Egypt, all the Israelites in Egypt, the descendants of Abraham in Egypt. But God is coming to Moses all the way in Midian, where Moses is by himself. He left Egypt by faith and he is in Midian. While he is in Midian, he is doing his job. And as he was in the mountain of God, you know, he didn't accidentally stumble, you know, across the mountain of God. He is there. We don't know all the details, but we know one thing, that he was where he should have been. And God met him there. The Lord says, when you are where you should be, God will meet you there. God is a God of visitation. He comes and he visits his people He visited Moses there. And how did God visit Moses? Now you see verse 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flaming fire from the midst of a bush. Now there is this bush that is burning. And in the midst of the bush, all of a sudden, the Lord appears to Moses. The God of heaven and earth had this appointment with Moses when he came to the mountain of God. There were a lot of other places he would have taken. He would have taken the flock from his house to somewhere else and they all would have journeyed. But when they came to this mountain of God, that's where God was. And God had an appointment with Moses. Unexpected appointment. You call it unexpected visitation from God. God visited Moses in an unexpected way. Where Moses meets God, but he didn't know. He didn't know, this is why I am here. He didn't know, oh, this is something that is going to lead me into a whole different life, a whole different journey, a whole different call, a whole different experience. He had no idea that one day, that one day at that Mount Horeb, where he stood, where God met him, would change his life forever. Moses before and Moses after. God is speaking to our today. When we have that encounter with God, there is this substantial change in direction that takes place. No more 
living in Midian, all of a sudden there's this call of God that comes and he says, Moses, now you need to go and deliver my people from the bondage of Egypt. You need to bring them out of their bondage. Now we see here one important thing where in that mountain where the tree was, the burning bush was, you know, I've spoken on this before through the Spirit of God, I encourage you to listen to that message on the burning bush itself. But that's not the focus here, but the Spirit of the Lord just wants me to touch this before we go into what God has for us further. So this burning bush was a bush that was in the mountain of God. This bush was not elsewhere, but this was a bush that was in the mountain of God. Now this bush was there, we don't know how many years, how long this bush was there. It grew and it grew and it it probably even stopped growing and it was there. We don't know how long this bush was there, but it was a green bush that was there. And God, in his sovereign will, chose that bush, chose that location. God never randomly does it. He never says it. Well, I think... I'll just take this bush because it's a little bit closer to heaven. No. He has a purpose. When he chooses something, there is a definite reason why he chooses something. And so when God chooses you to do something for him, there is a purpose, there's a reason for it. There's always a reason for it. God comes to this bush and God Almighty, just like how we heard a few weeks ago, out of all the donkeys that were there, God chose that donkey to be loosened, to set free so that Jesus can ride on that donkey. So that donkey received that honor of carrying the God of heaven and earth. Similarly, this bush, out of all the trees and plants and vegetation that were there, This bush had the honor and privilege of God Almighty descending upon that bush. Though it was green and the fire was so intense, the bush didn't burn and the fire was seen. Moses was able to look at it and he can say that this is the green bush. He was able to see it and he is also seeing the fire. God is speaking to our hearts today. When the Spirit of God comes and He touches you, know that you are very special. Truly. Very special. For the Lord of heaven and earth to come and touch you. For the Lord of heaven and earth to come and visit you. The Lord of heaven and earth to say that, I'm going to use this bush. And I'm going to draw someone to this bush in order to deliver those who are bound. God is speaking to our hearts today. You have no idea the people that God will take you to to change their lives. To what extent God will use them to touch the lives of others. We have no idea. It is important to be the light that God wants us to be. As God was speaking to us during worship, it is so important to be that exit 16. It is so important to be that root 73. It is very important to be that sign. That sign is so vital. If the sign is not there, no one will know. When you're driving, you look for the sign. Where is the sign? Where is the sign? Because that sign leads you to where you need to go next. God wants to use you today. God used that burning bush here. We see two people, or two Characters that were used by God. One was a human being and the other one was a bush. So we see here, the bush, the man. Both were used by God. 
in two different ways, but for the same purpose. How many of you can understand what the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour? For the same purpose, but two different ways, for the same purpose. God's work was accomplished. See, your focus has to be His work that needs to be accomplished. What is your part? If God has called you to be the bush, praise be to God. Because that bush drew that leader that God was going to form to bring a nation out of bondage into freedom. What a great call. What a great call. What a great call. Something that was so insignificant that this bush was upon that mountain. It was in that mountain of God. We don't know for how long. But when God's time came, suddenly God's fire came upon that bush. That bush became something that drew the attention of Moses. Even though he was on the mountain of God. Suddenly he stopped. This bush caused him to take that pause. Instead of just taking the sheep and walking, all of a sudden, the bush became an agent of God that caused Moses to stop. God is speaking to hearts today. God wants you to become that agent of blessing. that will cause people to stop what they're doing so that their lives can change, so that their destiny can change, so that their destination can change, so that the whole future can change. God wants to use you as an agent of change. God is speaking at this hour. God wants to use you as an agent of change. If we can do that which God wants us to do and finish it, we've done our job. That's it. The burning bush did its job well. Because it became a conduit of blessing. It became a house where God at that moment was able to descend upon it. And it became a house of worship all of a sudden. Where the bush is, God is saying, take your sandals off. The place where you are sending now is holy ground. Think about that. How everything changed for that bush. Everything changed for that ground. Once God Almighty descended upon that bush. God is speaking to our hearts today. When God touches you. As God works in you. Everything, not only about you, around you will change. Everything will change. God will make you as an agent of change, to bring about change in the lives of those around you. This is a prophecy God is speaking. God wants to use you to make you into an agent of change so that you can bring about the change that God is looking for in the lives of those who are just stuck. Moses was stuck in Midian. The flock that he had was not even his own flock. He was having his father-in-law's flock. And he was a man who was stuck there. His parents, his sister, his brother, his family, all of them were in Egypt. You know, Moses is here in Midian. All alone. In the midst of the Midianites, God gave him a family. Now he is there. He has not seen his family in a long time. 
he never thought he would ever go back and see. Do you ever think, do you think that Moses would have ever thought that he would go back and see his parents, his brother, his sister? No. Because if he goes back to Egypt, he can get killed. The reason why he left Egypt was to live. But God did something. That which he would have longed in his heart but would have thought that it may never happen. God brought into fulfillment. We know that Moses left Egypt by faith. He believed God. That God will do something extraordinary. But for him to really go back there after so long, he definitely didn't think that he was going to go back. When God said go back, he's giving all the excuses that he can find. He said, oh Lord, I'm not going there. I'm so scared to death. I can't talk right. I can't do a thing right. And with all the faith, he left Egypt. Now in Midian, he just settled there. He said, okay, Lord, whatever you were going to do, whenever you're going to do, you do it, Lord. He never thought that there would come a day suddenly where God will come and take him back to where his people were. To make him someone who delivered so many people who were stuck there. He looked like he was stuck here. The children of Israel looked like they were stuck there. Now one person who is stuck is taken by God to deliver those others who were stuck. Whatever your circumstances, wherever you may be, and you may be thinking like, I'm stuck, Lord. Know this for sure. God wants to use you to a lot of people who are stuck. In a worse place than you. That's the difference there. In a worse place than you. Moses was stuck, but he was not getting any lashes here. He was stuck with a bunch of sheep that were not talking his language to the extent that he said, Oh God, I even forgot how to speak now. Because all the time I'm hearing, (laughs) But God took this person who was stuck to those who are stuck in a worse situation, far worse than where Moses was. They were getting beaten. They were oppressed. Moses was not. See, that's the difference. God took Moses out of Egypt and he put him in Midian. And in Midian, God is training Moses. And God says, you're free, Moses. Even though you are in a place where it appears like you are stuck, you're still free. I freed you. I want to take you to the place where I want to bring the people who are suffering. Because I hear them crying day and night. I see them oppressed day and night. I see them suffering day and night. Do you know that our God cares? The very same God who cared for you. He cares for all those who are oppressed outside. Now we may feel like God took me here and God has blessed me. And then in the midst of the blessing we feel, Lord, it is too cramped here. I am stuck. <laughs> you know how many times we become like that. In one place we cry and we say, Oh Lord, take me out. And then God takes us out. And then we come here. After we come here, we all become like newborn babies. <laughs> you know, you're like all the time confined. When you come to nine, ten months old, that baby has no room to move. And it is like this. 
And then after that baby is taken out, it just cries. It says, oh, it's cold outside and ooh, shaking like everything is different. Now there's another kind of cry. Many believers are like that. Before God delivers this one kind of cry. Oh Lord, I'm here in a room, I'm cramped and my elbow hurts, my knee hurts, my joints hurt and everything hurts. And then, and God just brings it out. Once you have the room, freedom to it, now you hear, cry becomes even louder. It goes like, now I can shake my hand and cry. Oh Lord, now, what am I and where am I? Lord, I feel so stuck here now. Cold Lord, get me out of here. And you know what God does? He's so loving. He comes and he says, don't worry. He gives his blanket. He wraps us up and he puts a nice little hat on and, and God sings to us. And then we all come. For some time we get all happy and give a little smile. And then after some time we go, we start screaming. God is so gentle. He grows us and he grows us and he grows us and he grows us into the place where he says, now I want you to go. And deliver someone else. From one place of oppression, God takes us out. And then he places us in another place where we are grown by God Almighty. He grows us. He grows us more into the likeness of Jesus. Where now we become the agent of blessing. Where all of a sudden we have come to a place where he comes to us and he says, I trust you enough to take you to Egypt. To bring deliverance to the people. I'll go with you. I'll be your mouth. I will speak through you. God is speaking at this hour. Don't be content with where you are. Don't feel stuck where God has you. Because God wants to break you out of your mold. God wants to break you out of your shell. But it's so important to be in Midian where God wants you to be until God comes and takes you to where God wants you to. To bring deliverance to those who are in bondage. And the Lord says, I'm hearing the cries of the people outside. I'm hearing the cries of people who are bound. I'm hearing the cries of people who are being whipped day and night by the enemy. And he says, will you go? Will you go and bring them? Will you go and bring them? You know, there are a lot of people who don't know God, but they're crying. They're crying every day and they're saying, God help me, God help me. They don't know Jesus, but they're saying, God help me. I can't get rid of this alcohol. Oh God, help me. This is killing my family. Oh God, help me. I can't get rid of this addiction. It is killing me. Oh God, help me. You know, there are, you know, how many women are there have lost their children and they're crying, but they can't kick their addiction. They cry and cry and cry. I can't see my kids, but they can't kick their addiction. They have this crew of taskmaster who's bound them with Heroin who's bound them with all kinds of addiction. And every time they try to get out, they get a whiff. Flash. You can't get out. You can't get out. You can't get out. And they want to get out so bad they can't. They say, I want to come out. I want to come out. But you know what? A lot of times they lose hope completely. They say, I can't come out. Maybe I'm going to die like this. I can't come out. And their hearts have gotten harder than before. They begin to question, why me? 
Why should I be here? Why am I here? Why should I have to go through? And they're so bitter when they see other people's kids and say, they have their kids, I don't have mine. And why should I be plagued with this addiction? God is asking you this question. God says, I took you out of Egypt and I brought you to Midian. Will you go and rescue them? Will you go and rescue them? You saw, you saw what was happening there. Will you go and rescue them? Will you go and rescue them? Think about the faces of those little kids. Don't have their mother. They go from one home to another and a lot of times in the same home abused my many other. God is speaking to our hearts today. Will you go? The very same God who appeared on that burning bush is asking you today. He is speaking to you today. He's asking you, will you go? Will you go? You have come to Horeb today. You've come to the mountain of God today. And God is asking you, will you go? Will you go? Will you go? Do you see the faces of those kids? Do you see the faces of those women? Do you see the faces of those men? Do you see the face of the elderly people? Addiction knows no age. How many of you know that? From the youngest to the oldest. Satan has his victims all over. God is saying, I hear their cry every day. 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 There are many who want to die and who are not able to die. Do you know that? God says, I hear their cry every day. Do you think somehow an angel from heaven will jump and come and do something for them? God says, you, you be that angel. God is calling you. God is calling you. God is calling you. You can speak their language. You can speak their language. You can go. The first step God is telling you is, go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. How will you do that? How will you do that? How will you do that? You can't go to another human being and say, let my people go. No. God is to go with you. With God. Having this conversation with God. You go to the devil on your knees. And you say, let my people go. Let my kids go. Let my friends go. Let my family go. Let my neighbors go. Whoever it is, you have to go to the presence of God. Talk to him and with Jesus by your side, you're going to say, let my people go. Don't you ever let the devil say that. You can't say it right. You can't speak right. You can't do right. You tried before and you failed and you ran away from there. You can't do it right. Don't you let the devil say that anymore. God said this during worship. Who told you you can't pray? Who told you you can't bring them out? Who told you that you don't have the capacity? Who lied to you? Who lied to you? God is asking you this question. God is counting on you. Do you know that? God needed a man to bring men, women, and children out of Egypt. God could have sent angel Gabriel. That's not how it works. In the earthly realm, humans are used by God and humans are used by the devil. How many of you have heard about evil people going to little children in school, corrupting them? Satan uses people to get to kids. Satan uses people to get to teenagers. Satan uses people to get to older people. Satan uses human beings 
to bind them. God is looking at you today and God is asking this. God wants to use you to set others free. Are you going to give excuses like Moses did initially? Are you going to say, Lord, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't say right, I can't do right, and you know, I don't have experience, and you don't, you know, I can't do this, Lord. Try with somebody else when he's calling you. God is speaking to you today. God is looking at you and he's saying, do you hear the cries? Do you hear the cries of those who are in poverty? Do you hear the cries of those who are in bondage? A lot of times people talk about, oh, look at China, look at, you know, adopt a child from China, adopt a child from, you know, Mexico, adopt a child. Do you know the poverty that is here? Do you know how many kids have parents but still don't have parents here? Do you know that? A lot of times people think about, oh, those kids over there, they don't have meals and they don't have clothes. Do you know how many kids here are abused? Right here where we are. We need help here. God says, I want you here to deliver those who are oppressed, to deliver those who are bound. God says, with me, you can. The very God who told Moses, Moses, I'll be with your mouth. God says, I'll be with your mouth. I'll be with your mouth. I'll be with you. When you talk, I'll be with you. It's not going to be easy. Like when you say, let my people go and Pharaoh says, oh, we'll go. No, he will put up a fight. That's what warfare is. He's going to say, oh, no, you can't because I was holding them all this time. But God will use you to bring them out. It takes courage to go again and again and again and again and again and again to Pharaoh. To tell him, let my people go. How many times Moses went to Pharaoh? Did it happen like this? No. That's what battle is. Battle is, you don't give up until you get your result. You go to God in prayer, and in prayer you fight the enemy until you see your loved ones out of Egypt. Until you see your friends out of Egypt. Until you see your co-workers out of Egypt. Until you see your neighbors out of Egypt. Until you see your family out of Egypt. God is counting on you. God is counting on you. You have been brought out of Egypt and brought to Midian. And God says, you, from Midian... You are hearing my voice. I want you to be the one to rescue those who are bound. God is hearing their cries. You heard that too before, just like Moses did. God is still hearing their cries. You are in Midian now. Sometimes after a long time. Because you are not there, you may tend to slowly forget. The intensity of the cry unless you are right there while you hear the screams. But God is hearing it night and day. He's hearing the fresh screams that are coming. Say, God help me. God help me. I can't take it anymore. God, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. God is asking you this question today. Will you become God's agent to deliver? God is promising that he'll be with you. God is promising that he'll be with you. God says, I will be with you.
to bring the people out of bondage. Those who are bound to all kinds of things. To addiction, to sickness. To all kinds of bondages. To anger, to bitterness. I don't know if you know people or you've been one. Who didn't know why you got angry before. You get uncontrollable anger and you won't know why you're getting angry. And you'll wonder later after doing foolish things saying that, why did I ever do this? There are many people who are crying out saying that I don't know because of that they can't be with their children. They can't be. They've gotten divorced and their families have been ruined because of that anger, rage. Satan has different kinds of taskmasters. And there are people who are immoral and they say, I don't know how to get out of this. I don't want this, but I don't know how to get out of this. It's a prison in itself. And a scourge. But a God, the Lord Jesus Christ, He can take a person from all kinds of bondages. All kinds of bondages. All kinds of bondages. There are many families that are broken. Kids don't have their parents. Parents have don't have their kids. There are families that have their kids where the kids wish that they don't have those parents. I hope you know what the Lord is bringing to your attention. Too much suffering everywhere. If we are comfortable and we cry, if we're not comfortable. I say, Lord, we're stuck, we're stuck, we're stuck, we're in Midian, we're stuck. Lord, we're stuck. God says, don't you worry. I will be with your mouth. I'll be with your mouth. The God of Moses is here today. The God of Moses is your God. If you see the tragedy in front of you, and if you feel powerless about it, you're not alone. That's how Moses felt. Moses was the prince of Egypt. He said, forget about it. I want to rescue my people. And he got down and he engaged in the spiritual battle with his hands. It won't go well. We're learning about it. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. He wanted to stop it, but he couldn't. If you are in that place where you see, I want this to stop. I want these people to be saved. I want them all to be where I am, to worship the living God. I want them to have the freedom that I have. But I'm powerless. I'm powerless, God says today. I'm here to give you that power. I'm here to give you that power. Moses was by himself until... God came to him, that burning bush. Hallelujah. He was alone. He was powerless, truly powerless. Until God came to him, that burning bush, and he said, Moses, I'm going to be with you. We're going to get this done. That word is enough for us, and God is giving that word for us today. God with you. 
can cause you to bring the people out. Yeah, it's a fight. It is a fight. Learn how to fight. Every time the guy acts tough and he says, Oh no, I have the people in my hands. You go and you talk to God. Go complain about Satan to God. Go, do that. That's one thing you can really do. If you're good with complaining, go complain about the devil to God. Go and tell him all kinds of bad things about him. Tell him, Lord, he is such wicked, nasty man, and he has this guy in his control, and he has this girl in his control. My brother is here, my sister is here, my mother is there. Lord, do whatever it takes, Lord, to whip the devil out of there, and get my loved ones out. That's what Moses did. You know, Moses knew how to cry. If you read the Bible, you see that any time Pharaoh said they can't go, the next thing you say, and Moses cried out to God. God has spoke to us. Learn to be a good cry baby with God. And say, oh Lord, I need people, I need souls, Lord, deliver them. Cry. The more you wet the altar of God with your tears, God says, the fire of God will come. Do you know every time you cried, God did something? The first time Moses went and cried, that said, God caused the water to be turned to blood. Something happened. So every time you cry, your tears are dangerous. Remember that. Your voice is powerful. Remember that. Satan will try to say, oh, you're just wasting your time. And every time you cry, you just feel so discouraged. And you cry to the place that, cry to the point where like you can't even pray. And go, oh, I don't know. I can't even speak. I can't even speak. I can. God understands that. When you can't speak, know this for sure. Every drop of that tear is collected in his bottle. Those become bigger than the bullets to the enemy. And when you feel like, Lord, I've cried so much, I can't even speak. Know that. That is very powerful. That goes as a mighty force. Because you know why? Now you stirred up your daddy. He gets mad. He said, you made my baby cry. That said, he will show up. Learn to go and complain to God about the devil. Don't let him go. Don't let him go. Don't let him go. Our tears are valuable. Very valuable to God. It not only washes our eyes and makes us feel better. But really does something in the supernatural realm. God is speaking to our hearts today. God came to a man who tried. It didn't work. He tried in his human strength. It didn't work. Then he said, God, I know you will help me one day. And he had faith and he ran to Midian. And there he was doing whatever he was doing. And he was praying and he said, okay, it's been 40 years. But God came to him suddenly. When Moses thought everything was gone, God came to him suddenly. When you feel hopeless, when you feel, Lord, I feel so bound, I can't seem to get through to this person. Lord, I feel so lost, I don't know what to do. God says, it is at that moment, will your God will show up in a mighty way. So every time when Satan says, I'm toughening up, you will see a little bit of light where Pharaoh will say, okay, I'll let him go. I'll let her go. And you feel like, oh, thank God, I see some signs. And the next moment, you see that Pharaoh toughens up and he says, I'm not going to let them go. And you feel like, oh, Lord, I prayed. And what happened now? My prayer is not working. Oh, no, it's working. Just go again, complain about him. 
every time the enemy tries to act tougher than before. You complain to God and God will increase his strength and whip him harder. That means you're getting closer and closer and closer to the deliverance of your loved ones. It's a prophecy God is speaking. When you don't give up, every time the enemy tries to toughen himself, and you see that, and you go when you cry to God, God says, he will toughen himself up, and he will go against the enemy. It's a battle. But you know that you're getting closer and closer and closer to bringing your loved ones out. So don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Don't go by what you see. And don't go by the looks of Pharaoh. Don't go by the voice of Pharaoh. And every time he says, oh no, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to let him go. I'm not going to let your people go. No, you have a word from the Lord. How many of you know that you received a word from the Lord? If you've received a word from the Lord that God will cause your people to come out of Egypt. And all those who believe will go to God for it. Fight with the Pharaoh for it. And see their people come out of Egypt. Hallelujah. When they come out of Egypt, there will be great rejoicing. We will come with our young. We will come with our old. And they all came with their young. They came with their old. And they came with silver and gold. Praise God. This is who our God is. This is who our God is. So don't give up. And God says, fight. Fight with all your might. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't take no for an answer. Don't take no for an answer. Because you know, the answer has come from God. God says, deliverance is mine. I will bring them out. You just go and do what I'm telling you to do. Talk to God. Talk to Pharaoh. Talk to the people. Moses did those three things. I encourage you to go and read the next few chapters in Exodus. He went and talked to Pharaoh. Then he went and talked to the people. And he went and talked to God. Every time, there'll be a circle. He has to go and talk to God. And then God will do something. And the people will be happy. Then Pharaoh will say, okay, I'll let your people go. And then Pharaoh will toughen up. And the people will say, I'm going to stone you, Moses. What in the world are you doing? He has to face the wrath of the people. Yeah. And then he had to cry to God. I pray that God will keep this image in your mind. Because bringing someone out or bringing the people out is a challenge. But you know that the answer is on your side, which is you have overcome. You have overcome the enemy. So, When you give the word to people and they try to toughen up and they try to not listen, don't give up. Don't say, oh, they're not listening. I'm trying to help them and they're not listening. And forget about you. You stay bound. No, 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 no. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know that they can come out of it. They don't know. And God says, you talk to God Talk to the enemy with God by your side and talk to the people. The more you talk to God, the more you talk against the enemy and then the more you talk to the people, the mind of the people will be touched by God through you. And God will prepare them for that exodus. God will prepare them to come out of that bondage 
God breaks them out of the bondage. But God will prepare their hearts to bring them out. It's a prophecy God is speaking. We do our part and God will do his. You should talk to your people, whoever God shows the burden that God has put inside of you. When God leads, but before that, talk to God. It's so important. Then you need to be on your knees and tell the enemy, enemy, you cannot touch my people. I command you to let my people, whoever it is, name those names and say, let them go in Jesus' name. You need to do that. That's what God is telling you to do. Go to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. Go to Satan and tell him, let my family go. In Jesus' name. You need to speak. You need to speak. Before that, you need to spend time with God. With God by your side, you can do all things. You can face the enemy, you can face human beings. And everything will turn towards your favor. God will turn it towards your favor. The harvest is plenty, the labors are few. People don't have to be bound. People don't have to be oppressed. People don't have to be beaten down. And people don't have to live the way they're living because Jesus died for them 2,000 years ago. His blood is still potent. He died so that no one should stay in bondage any longer. He died that no one should be oppressed. He died so that every single person can be free and experience his freedom. When you see oppression in front of you, God is asking you this question. What are you going to do? Do you see the way God is seeing? He is hearing the cries that are coming from the earth and he is also hearing the cries that are coming from hell. God is asking this question. Are you going to go and do what Moses did? Are you going to do what Moses did? Are you going to do? I hear their cries. Do you hear it? Are you going to be God's agent of deliverance to those who are bound? Do you have hope? The very same God who came through the burning bush to Moses is coming to you from this house of God, from this Horeb to you. And he's asking you this question. Can you go to the people who are oppressed? Because I want them to be out of Egypt and to be in Canaan. Shall we all stand up together? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.